Hey guys! Hi! Welcome to Hello Next Level, a personal development podcast to help you navigate uncomfortable times and uplevel your life through personal development, mindset tips, and self-discovery. We are your hosts, Taylor and Kirsten, and we're here to help you uncover your highest potential, support you, and create a community of like-minded, badass girl pals. And it just doesn't feel like... But since we did a batch recording like a few weeks ago, it feels like it's been 17 years since we've recorded. Truly. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome back to Hello Next Level. This is episode 28, and today we're talking about emotional intelligence, which is super exciting. I, I'm pretty sure I've only learned this term because of The Bachelorette. If anyone watches The Bachelorette, they, or I guess The Bachelor, but there was this one girl, her name was Taylor Nolan, and she's like a therapist or whatever in, actually in Seattle, and her whole season was just like about how no one, everyone was lacking emotional intelligence. So it's like the first time I ever heard that. But anyway, so when we decided to do this episode, I was really stoked because I was like, that's all I know about it. I'm very excited to explore it. I never really watched The Bachelor, but I would expect that everyone on that show would be lacking emotional intelligence. <laughs> Just the vibe it gives off from seeing like the commercials and like little snippets here and there. I'm like, this is stressful. <laughs> Yeah, it's stressful to watch it, let alone probably be on it. I mean, I don't know. I've <laughs> never been there, so whatever. But, you know, if someone's ever been on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, hit us up. Maybe we'll interview you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll judge Maybe. you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Her cats. It has nothing to do with them at all. It's literally K-Dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just my account, and I was just randomly posting random videos and one of them blew up so yeah I love it it. (laughs) yeah go check them out they're so cute um my check-in for the week uh starts with my birthday on Saturday I will be a hearty 25 (laughs) (laughs) very excited (laughs) so I would love to know what your check-in is for the week because I haven't even talked to you that much this week it's been crazy so tell me what's up Other than that, I've just been working as usual, not recording the podcast, obviously, because it's been weeks (laughs) and working, working out and exploring, I guess. That's about it. I don't I don't have any like major life updates at the moment. How are your kitties? Uh, They're all asleep right now, as usual. They've been sleeping. They've been actually yesterday I took them outside and there are fireflies around here which is cool because where we're from there aren't any fireflies so Mm -hmm. I'm that weirdo who's like wow have you seen the fireflies and they're like yeah (laughs) it's normal but also my cats were literally jumping in the air and chasing them all around like the little grassy area right in front of our apartment so that was cute but also kind of sad for the fireflies It sounds adorable, and but then if you think too much into it, it's like, maybe that's morbid, but whatever. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. They're killing the fireflies. God. <laughs> I love that, though. I miss your little kitties. Man, it has been like, it's been almost a month. It's been like a month since we've recorded, so. Mm-hmm. But now we're doing another batch session of recording today, so I'm going to have the same check-in for the next three episodes. <laughs> maybe I'll save a little tidbit here and there. No. We'll manifest 
we'll manifest our weeks talking about our check-ins. It'll be great. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess, I don't know. I don't have any crazy updates. We've been exploring a lot around here. So I guess in the past three weeks, I've been in New York City. We've been in Philly exploring Washington, D.C. This last weekend, we went on a hike in West Virginia. Um, Speaking of them, everyone should go look at them on TikTok because they're the cutest things you've ever oh, seen yeah. in your life. They're popping off on TikTok. They're TikTok famous at this point. So pretty much. Yeah, I'm a proud mom of three TikTokers. <laughs> I don't know what your TikTok name is for them, but everyone should go look up. Some people have reached out to me and been like, wow, you're going to be 25. That's crazy old to me or anything like not even thinking about turning 30 feels old to me. I don't know. So not too worried about it. It's just another year for adventures um, as cheesy as that sounds. So I'm excited. I wish you were here, but my bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're in Delaware. You're enjoying yourself, but we're going to get some friends together and go to, well, Giuliano and I are going to the farmer's market Saturday morning. Um, Fingers crossed there won't be rain. And then that's true. As you're listening to this episode, I will be consuming French fries. My first of the day, probably. Congratulations. Um, The other thing going on is there was a supposed to be supposed to be a hurricane like earlier this week. I guess today's what Thursday. So it was supposed to hit Tuesday night and Wednesday. And luckily for us in our area, it just went around um, through the coast through the Gulf coast and, uh, didn't hit us. We hardly got any rain to be honest with you. Like the week before. So last week we're going to get some friends together and go find some live music around St. Pete, which should be fun. And then Sunday there's this place in St. Pete having a French fry festival. So I'm definitely hitting that up. It was raining harder than it was during this like supposed hurricane weather. So I don't know. And it had everybody on edge, but everyone's fine. It was the 4th of July. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> when, when <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so happy 4th of July to everyone. Um, we had a guest episode come out, so we had pre-recorded that. So we weren't able to say. And then I was also going to mention our manifestation date that we had. We did like a little goals for July manifestation for July kind of deal um, where Kirsten and I just shared what we wanted for the month and potential months ahead and are trying to be kind of accountability partners almost happy 4th of July before that, but we'll say a belated and (laughs) Hey, now I'll twist my words, but yeah, so that was really cool. And it kind of got me thinking if our audience would be interested in something like that, like doing an Instagram live or a TikTok live. I don't really know, Mm. but I think it would be kind of cool to do that if people are interested in, I don't know, following along to do their own manifestations or their own goals, or since we're partners and everything else, I don't know, just trying to connect with other people, potential accountability partners, things like that. So what do you think? I think that would be fun. And we could do it. We could honestly, if people are interested, we could do it once a month and then like a grand, because we're going to do it together anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then kind of like a bigger one at the end slash start of 2022 like each year um and we did like a little card poll at the end just for funsies Mm -hmm. and forgot about that yeah yeah it was a fun time well I have it sitting right here oh let me see it again bam 
Yeah. You should yeah. tell them what it is. Um, so it says bring love into the situation, new moon in Aquarius, which I can't really tell you what it means without my little book that much. But when we read the description, we vibe with it. <laughs> and so now I have it sitting here because it's our theme for July. Yes. I love that. I really, really like that we did that for July and it's like given me motivation to make my like goals board super pretty and just, I don't know. I feel like you said this a few days ago that you knowing about my stuff and me knowing about your stuff, like makes me want to pester you about it Mm -hmm. or like ask you how, you know, how things are going. So we'll probably pester each other, honestly, like with the next episode that we record mm-hmm. as our check-in. So we could do that, but yeah. 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 Cause we haven't pestered each other this week, but yeah, like you're saying, just knowing, knowing that you might pester me or that I want to pester you about, Hey, have you done this? It makes me check myself. I'm like, wait, have I done mine? Like, mm-hmm. we, yeah, it's awesome to have an accountability partner, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. We, we had a whole like mapped out plan of what we were going to do. But also make sure you get someone who's actually gonna hold you accountable and not just like, I don't know, promote forgetting about it all. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, we'll check in tomorrow. Or it's fine that you didn't do it this week. Try again next week. Cause yeah, once the first block falls, then the other ones are way more susceptible. So. Yeah. Yeah. And if we start doing this live thing, um, like the first month, obviously it'll just be planning say we do it for August, it'll be planning for August. But at the end of August, when we're doing it for September, we'll kind of like check back in with all of you. Mm -hmm. And it could be cool to talk about one, like your accomplishments, what you did end up completing or achieving. And also the ones you didn't and like kind of breaking down why you didn't achieve it and just holding each other accountable and hyping each other up. I'm hyped up for this already. So I really hope you guys like this idea because I want to do it now. (laughs) We're going to do it anyway. And if you don't watch it, then that's okay. But we'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Okay. But I think that wraps up our check-in. So circling back around to our episode for the day, like I said, emotional intelligence. Um, And I think you were going to start with kind of giving a definition, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So what is emotional intelligence, folks? So basically, it's the ability to be self-aware and recognize your own emotions as well as the emotions of other people to manage your emotions in a healthy way and help other people manage their emotions. So it's kind of like the key to healthy relationships just in general. Um, So emotional intelligent people tend to be seen as empathetic, understanding. Um, They're less likely to kind of like lash out and act super rational (laughs) based off their emotions. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like a brief breakdown of what it means. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of had like similar stuff for that. And something that really stood out to me when I was looking into it was that a lot of people that are emotionally intelligent are not letting um, their emotions control their life, Mm -hmm. like kind of just that in a bubble. Um, And I don't know, I feel like it really made me think about myself in different situations and myself in different, like emotionally charged relationships or conversations or just situations in general. And I 
feel like I have a little bit to work on, but I never really knew that exactly. Cause I feel like I say this all the time, but I feel like I have a f- word or phrase now to associate with that feeling of like, I guess being emotionally out of control sometimes it just mm-hmm. lack a little bit of emotional intelligence, but I didn't know that's what it was. So I'm happy to be diving deeper into it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, I don't think, I mean, in most cases, I feel like none of us are like a hundred percent, like we have it down or a hundred percent completely like not emotional intelligence, like just completely lacking emotional intelligence. I think it's something that we could all probably improve on. And personally, there are aspects of emotional intelligence that I feel come naturally to me. Like, for example, seeing another person's perspective or point of view and why they feel a certain way, I think comes pretty easily for me. But then when it comes to my own emotions, something I've had to work on is not being completely consumed by them Mm -hmm. and then it's not like maybe not like angry emotions I don't think I have like anger (laughs) I don't have anger issues but more so like just like anxiety or Mm -hmm. kind of letting those things control me in a way that's maybe not the best and I think I used to be a lot worse at it and it's something I've been working on but like you said I didn't associate it with the word of like working on my emotional intelligence it was just to me like working on managing my emotions better which essentially is the same thing Mm -hmm. I agree with you about I feel like I've realized that sometimes because there's this point that I was reading about you know what an emotional emotionally intelligent person does or is And one of them was actively listening to others. And while I do feel like I'm a good listener, I also feel like I can sometimes listen with the intention of giving advice or with the intention of whatever this person tells me is going on, I'm going to hold it for the rest of the day until it's resolved. Mm -hmm. And so I think like you mentioned something right before we recorded and I'm sure you were going to mention it, but consumption of your entire being like through emotions basically except the difference with mine is I feel like I can take empathy to almost an unhealthy level and not generally it's not consciously it's not like I'm trying to you know just eat up someone else's emotions for myself but I feel like I play off of people's emotions very heavily and it it comes off in very physical ways. Like if someone is feeling sad, like maybe my body's just going to feel heavy for the rest of the day. Like, I feel like I need to carry that on my shoulders or if, especially if I can't make it better, it's hard for me to let, let go of control of that because obviously I, I don't have control of how you're feeling. Maybe if we're in a fight, then, you know, something like if I apologize, it's going to make you feel better. And that's the resolution. But the whole disassociation of like you with your feelings or you in, in my case, myself with other people's feelings is definitely something that struck me and for sure something I need to work on. (laughs) Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the empathy thing is tough because I was actually, I heard something the other day that was talking about, and I feel like this is kind of going to be a whole different episode in the future, but that was talking about how we're all wired 
to be empathetic. And yeah, there are people who aren't as empathetic as maybe you are or I am or someone else is. But if you completely lack empathy, you're literally a psycho or sociopath. I forget which one it is. (laughs) So don't (laughs) quote me on that. I forget which one it is. But I understand the feeling of like absorbing other people's emotions, especially with any emotion, even if it's a positive emotion, like I'll pick it up and I'll feel it. Yeah. And then on the other hand, if it's a negative emotion, and I think it could also be to do with feeling like you want to help someone so badly or like control their situation and make them happy. Mm-hmm. That like it stresses you out and it makes you kind of adopt whatever emotion they're feeling. So mm-hmm. although empathy is good and empathy is important, I think taking empathy to extremes, which is something maybe both of us do a little bit, <laughs> could be lack of emotional intelligence because that's lack of learning how to manage our emotions properly, mm-hmm. I guess. Even though people always talk about, oh, I'm an empath as if they're better than everybody else because they're so empathetic that yeah. other people's emotions just destroy them. But is it really a <laughs> I might be calling some people yeah. out. <laughs> but is it really a good thing if if you're so distraught by other people's emotions that you have to cut them out of your life because you mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not saying you should let people treat you like shit or if someone makes you feel bad, you shouldn't cut them out of your life. That's totally up to your discretion, but I don't know, just interesting concept to think about when we're talking about emotional intelligence and empathy and like the regulation of emotions. Mm -hmm. I really love what you said. And there was also a point that I wanted to make before we moved on um, to that response. But I think that a little bit of wanting to control someone else's like feelings and emotions and stuff, not necessarily control, but like want to make things better is like that people pleasing side coming out. Because I know we've talked about both of us having terrible like people pleasers in us. And so that's what that made me think of when you were talking about that is I just like felt my people pleaser side like come out like want to defend itself (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's such an intense feeling sometimes to want to make someone's day better because like I don't know you feel like they're going to love you more if Mm -hmm. you make their day better or they're going to verbally appreciate you or they're going to not, not be in debt to you. Cause that's not the point, but like, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, I see from your face though, that you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I totally agree. It's just like this need to do the right thing and make people feel super good. And with that, you expect them to like you more because you make them feel that way and you can solve their problems and then whatever. But maybe we would be better at helping other people solve their problems if we worked on our emotional intelligence and (laughs) managing our emotions instead of absorbing their emotions and then like just spewing stuff back to them immediately to like try and band-aid fix, like put band-aids on their problems Mm -hmm. essentially. And yeah, that can totally fall into like the toxic positivity thing of like trying to just band-aid up their situations when really Uh in that moment if we took the time to observe them or literally just ask them hey what do you need from me right now Mm -hmm. they might say I just need you to listen or 
I need you to get fucking pissed with me and like roast this person that upset me right now. All I want, like, I don't want you to tell me like how to make positive out of this. Like, yeah, it depends on the situation. So, <sighs> yeah. Well, it just it makes you a better like friend or partner or sibling or whatever too when you ask someone that. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that something that I will say something I feel like I've improved on, and I think. I will say you have too, because uh, I don't know if anyone else uses Marco Polo, but Kirsten and I use Marco Polo religiously. It's like a, just a video sending app or whatever. And the other day you were sending me a video and you were like, hey, I've had a day. Like if you can't handle this emotion right now, just skip it and watch it another time when you can handle it. And I feel like we've both really adopted that into our life very recently, but I think it's important nonetheless. And I, I do that with, um, Michaela as well, just because she's, she can be a little more sensitive to emotional situations and she has a lot going on just like I do, but things can feel heavier for her where they feel lighter for me. So she's definitely someone where I tell her like, Hey, these next few videos I'm ranting, or I'm probably going to cry or, or it's been a really, really good day. And if you're not in the space to deal with any of those emotions, skip it. Don't even watch it. But I'm just sending it to you because, you know, you're my best friend and I want you to hear about it. But if you can't handle it right now, no big deal. That's so important too, is kind of getting to know how people in your life handle their emotions or kind of like what their capacity is and giving space for that, because we can't, expect everyone to process and handle and feel things the way that we feel them and one thing with me is like in my like partnerships I tend to want to fix things right away and I want to talk and I want to talk and I want to talk me too and I want to get like the ultimate goal is not to like make them angry or like pick a fight but it's to get to like root of the problem And so that we can come to a conclusion and then we can both like feel better and not have this like kind of negative energy between us. But with that, I used to pick, there was no right time for me to bring things up or discuss them. Mm So it would just cause more of a problem because I would push the topic with someone who maybe didn't want to have the conversation in that moment. Yep. And maybe it wasn't the right time. Maybe we were going to bed and we had to get up early in the morning or whatever the situation was. So now I'm like, I've kind of had to learn to pick the right time and ask, hey, is this a good time to have this conversation? Obviously, I have to be careful too, because then sometimes people will want to put things off and just never have the conversation. Like, don't, yeah, don't let it get to that point, but definitely hold space for your partner or whoever you're going to be having a difficult emotionally charged conversation with to kind of pick a good time that works for both of you so you're not already setting off on like a bad tone because like you're like well I have to go to bed because I have to get up early and now we're in this whole big freaking argument and yeah like it just makes it worse yeah I will say that's also something that I have been pushed to improve as well because Giuliano and I like the the few like little not arguments but just like rifts that we've had or disagreements that we've had we can deal with them differently 
So sometimes like, sometimes I don't want to talk about it till later. And sometimes he doesn't want to talk about it till later, but usually when he doesn't want to talk about it later, that's when I get anxious and I'm like, Oh my God, it needs to be fixed right now. And if it, I like, it's like, I understand that it can't be. And he's like, Hey, I need a minute. But then I'm like physically ill (laughs) until, (laughs) until it gets fixed and it's nothing on him. It's literally just me being like ridiculous and just overly emotionally charged and totally something I need to tone, like tone down. I completely understand that, but it's, that's a hard one when, when you just, cause you know, people heal differently. People think different ways. Like sometimes after like a fight, for instance, someone might need to analyze the whole thing before they say something, or they know that if they talk right now, they're going to say something they'll regret. So they need to take like 10 minutes away from the situation and the person and then come back around and be like, Hey, I thought about it rationally. (laughs) And what I was going to say was not rational. (laughs) Um, so it's just, it's such a hard thing, but that is a very emotionally intelligent trait. (laughs) And it's something that people shouldn't take too personally. And I think that's kind of where like at least my anxiety comes from in like, you know, past relationships, friendships, whatever. I used to take that pause in time very personally where I was like, oh my God, they're so upset that they can't even look at me for 10 minutes. Like uh, it's done. It's over. I'm in the grave, whatever. But in reality, it's just that people process things differently, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And I, I think part of it, like those intense emotions and like the feeling of wanting to freak out when someone doesn't want to fix the situation immediately, for me, it might kind of stem from just growing up in an environment where everything was super explosive all the time. Like there were so many emotions going around all the time. And if I didn't get my words in like right away, like, I mean, most of the time they weren't even listened to anyway or validated anyway but then my stepdad would always ignore like he would literally give me the silent treatment or ignore me and when he gave me the silent treatment or was ignoring me it meant something very bad (laughs) like it Mm -hmm. wasn't a good thing so I think I kind of associate someone not wanting to talk to me as a bad thing like something really bad is (laughs) gonna happen because they don't want to talk about it right now Yeah. So I have to kind of remember that and like unlearn that just because we're not talking about it right now and he's not exploding and screaming in my face doesn't mean that, you know, something worse is going to happen later. We're probably going to have a calm, more rational conversation about it later, hopefully. Um, And that all depends on your partner and like your relationship with them and yeah, so many things. But I, I wanted to kind of, if you're ready, if we can move into like steps to take to become more emotionally intelligent, because it is something that we can all learn. And like, as we've kind mm-hmm. of already improve on, um, no matter kind of like what level you're at, and you might not even know, this might be completely new to you. And you might be like, what the, there are so many things I need to improve on. Like, <laughs> please help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, totally. Um, what was, what would you say that kind of like the first step would be from your end? Um, 
Well, I I didn't write this down. I have a ton of steps that I wrote down, but uh-huh. I just thought of this one. But having an open mind, I think, is really important with like just getting started. Having an open mind to observe your own emotions and the emotions of others and hold space for them. And I think that's kind of like the first baby step into going mm-hmm. into it. Um, but then I'll I'll let you go ahead and put your two cents in. No, yeah, no, you're good. I, I was gonna add one as well, um, that I thought was like really important. Um, taking responsibility for your feelings was like one that super hit me. And I feel like it's also a beginner step, just like you were saying. And with yours, I mean, being open-minded for anything related to personal development is like a key first beginner step because like we've mentioned countless times, not everything is going to work the same for everyone. And sometimes it won't work for you at all. Um, but being open-minded to things you haven't tried or things like ways that you feel or, you know, emotions that you've had or whatever is super important. So I totally agree with your point. Um, and then the one that I was going to say, uh, like I said, take responsibility for your feelings, I think is super important because if you're having these emotions, but you're always casting them like against others almost like, oh, I'm angry today because this person cut me off. So it's their fault. So I am welcome to be as pissy as I want all day. Like that's not, that's not helping any part of the situation at all. So I feel like once you start accepting that responsibility for how you feel and in turn, how you behave, um, it just brings like so much positivity, like so much positive impact into your life. Mm -hmm. Like your emotions are indicators of something. They're not an excuse to Mm -hmm. behave a certain way. That's super important. And another step is literally with that, just starting to learn how to name your emotions. It's super Mm -hmm. simple. And what I like to do to kind of not allow myself to get super reactive right away when I feel a negative emotion coming up is one is to just literally think I'm experiencing anger or I'm experiencing anxiety because then it kind of separates me from the emotion and brings the emphasis on the fact that my next move is my decision, not the anxiety or anger or sadness feeling like it's not that decision. It doesn't have to consume me. It's just something that I am experiencing and I get to decide how I deal with it. So I think just start even just like on a normal day, if you're just sitting there kind of check in with yourself and ask yourself like, what emotion am I feeling right now? Mm -hmm. Don't start to demonize any specific emotion as good or bad don't name them good or bad. Don't feel guilty about feeling angry because it's not the anger necessarily that you should feel bad for. Even if you have a reactive response to something that you're not proud of, don't beat yourself up over it. Kind of look at it as, okay, I was able to recognize that I was angry in this Mm -hmm. situation. And I can also recognize that my reaction to this situation wasn't healthy and it's not what I wanted it to be. How can I change it and do better next time? Yeah. I think the disassociation that you talked about is super important. And 
to be totally transparent, that's currently something that I'm working on in therapy. So I was really (laughs) glad that you mentioned that, that disassociation with like being the feelings that you have is like, can be so intense and it's important, just like you said, to separate yourself from them, whether, you know, it's verbal or you have to write it down or whatever, but just trying to remember that can be so hard sometimes. And I struggle with it all the time because I just like to leech and latch on to emotions like that. And it's really hard to tell myself, like, I'm experiencing this. I am not this thing, mm-hmm. but it's such a good practice for like way more than just emotions in your life. But in this case, like those emotions, disassociating yourself from them is really important. I was also going to add to that. And like the moment where you feel the emotion bubble up and you recognize it and you kind of name it and you say, oh, I'm experiencing this. It kind of like creates a gap in time where you have a moment to make a decision. And most of the time, like our reactive response will be to like, get rid of the bad emotion immediately Mm -hmm. and typically the behavior we choose is irrational and we'll end up making the thing the feeling worse long term yeah like are able to open up that space then you can kind of become conscious again outside of that emotion kind of taking over fogging your brain and your thought process and make a conscious intentional decision on what to do next and how to respond which we'll have a whole episode on reacting versus responding in the future yeah I think that's so so important and another little thing I wanted to mention that one of our guests said on a previous episode and I can't remember which guest it was or what episode it was (laughs) but she said something along the lines of your thoughts feed your emotions so it if you don't want to keep experiencing a bad emotion, stop feeding it with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's a super important thing to note and to take responsibility for. Like Taylor said, yes, you're experiencing an emotion, but it's your responsibility to manage it and not just keep stoking the fire with thoughts that because you can sit here and think I can think of something that makes me happy. I can also sit here and think of something that will make me super angry. Yeah, it's a choice. Exactly. I love that so much. I love it. And I I was trying to remember what guest it was that said that as well. Because um, I, I remember the conversation, but I don't remember who it was. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. have to look it up. Yeah. But that is something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with is... I mean, you're trying to get rid of whatever this potentially negative um, emotion is. And so you keep thinking about it and thinking of ways to get rid of it and thinking and thinking and thinking. And all you're doing is literally stoking the fire, like you said. Mm -hmm. So just trying to separate yourself from that stuff, but also at the same time, latching on to the happy ones, because I know that a lot of conversations like this generally tend to lean towards getting rid of the negative emotions or dealing with the negative side of emotions. But with the same point, it's just embrace the happy ones. Mm -hmm. And I think that I wanted to add another like tangible tip to this. Um, I personally haven't tried it, but I know a lot of people that have like mood diaries Mm -hmm. where even if it's something simple, like tally marks, like 
a bad day is red, a good day is green, a whatever day is yellow, like whatever you want to do. People make them super artsy. I know there's a girl that I follow on Instagram that she's like, she does those like needlepoint stitches, like super intricate. Yeah. Embroidery. Um, so she like does super like hip modern embroidery stuff, like super cute. And she started like a mood embroidery project basically. So every day she adds a flower of a certain color, depending on like what her day feels like. It's super cute. That's awesome. So, I mean, if you have a crazy talent like that, do that, do something super intricate and keep it for yourself and see what your year has looked like kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and if not, just put a smiley face in your notebook for the good day that you had. I don't, whatever your feels good to you. Um, but it's just, I feel like that would be helpful and interesting to see, I guess the trends of your feelings and like maybe even next to each one note, like why you felt the way that you did. And so you can kind of look back whenever you want and see like, okay, well, this thing is causing more harm than good. So maybe I stopped doing that or this thing unexpectedly gave me a lot of joy. Maybe I put that into my life a little bit more. I like um, that. Yeah. And I think that it's just a visual representation of how you're feeling. If you need something more visual, more tangible, something to look at, to associate with those feelings, I think that's a really good emotionally intelligent project. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this has to do with just self-awareness and becoming aware of your own emotions and mm-hmm. developing healthy habits to cope with your emotions and manage your emotions. But another thing, um, another step beyond that is to start being able to understand other people's emotions and react totally. appropriately and help them manage their emotions as well. And that's kind of like the foundation for creating healthy relationships. So a tip that I would have, which also you have to have an open mind when you're going into this, but yeah, start observing, like just seeing how others are, like just kind of observe them with an open mind, see what kind of how they express their emotions. Um, And when I say have an open mind, it's because not everyone is going to express their emotions in the same way. And not every person is going to feel the same emotions about the same situations. So just because you don't necessarily think that you would feel the way they feel about something doesn't make their emotion invalid. And you should always validate everyone's emotions because every emotion is valid no matter the person just because you personally don't connect with that and you can't imagine in your mind how someone could possibly feel that way doesn't make their emotion invalid and when you kind of get into that mindset of your way is the only way to feel about things it drives a stake in between (laughs) you and everybody else and that's not the staple of an emotionally intelligent person I'm gonna say that like Mm -hmm. it makes having a relationship with you really tough probably not very enjoyable because if someone comes to you with especially in a partnership if someone comes to you and you invalidate their emotions immediately and there's just like a lack of empathy there that person is probably going to pull back and not want to share their emotions with you anymore and there's going to be a wall in that relationship. So super, super important to 
try and have an open mind and learn from other people and see things from their perspective clearly, whether you just have to imagine it or not. I mean, I don't really, I'm not trying to be rude, but I feel like <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine not being able to tr- imagine other people's yeah. emotions. So I feel like everybody can do it. It's just whether or not you practice it and you look at people with less of a critical eye and more of an open-minded like empathy eye rather than mm-hmm. just critiquing them and judging them for the emotions they have. Just leave the judgment and the critiques behind. There's, they're useless. They don't belong here. Uh-huh. Get them the F out. We've had enough <laughs> of you. And just be more loving and understanding. <laughs> like That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, for real. And I think that uh, I don't know what else to say besides like keep an open mind because it's it's hard to like articulate the words. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that I, like I'll plug therapy one more time because like if you're seriously having intense issues trying to rationalize how in the world someone else could have other feelings about the same situation, like that might be something to explore a little deeper, like why you're so set where you mm-hmm. are. I think let's face it, like everywhere is different than the US, (laughs) pretty much everywhere. Like whether it's just simple things like, you know, food and money or intense things like emotions or um, cultural exchanges, things like that. And I think that's, it's a little more in depth and potentially expensive um, (laughs) avenue to go about. But at the same time, a new culture doesn't have to mean traveling necessarily. Like it could just be, you know, maybe you start hanging around like the art scene a little bit more and just seeing like how people interact, like different kinds of people, how they're talking to each other, what their body language is, just observing, like you said, and developing almost like a curiosity for it. I feel like sometimes, like there's just like not really a middle ground between like, avoid strangers at all costs versus like be curious about them and talk to every one of them. There's like not really, not generally an in-between, but I just think that the more empathetic you are, I feel like the more intrigue you have about just like people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing. It's like an openness. Like you want to understand their perspective you're curious about the reasons they act the way they act the reasons they feel the way they feel Mm -hmm. and you're willing to accept it as their truth like maybe it's not your truth but it's theirs and it's valid and that's okay because we're all incredibly different and that's a good thing and I think another I like the point that you made of like immersing yourself in other cultures and going along with that like read more books honestly Mm -hmm. reading books even if they're fiction like better if they're fiction like just getting into the mind of other people other ways of thinking other ways of expressing emotions different situations can be so helpful for like developing empathy in my opinion so I think if you're well read you're more likely to be empathetic and understanding of other people because you've literally kind of just like stepped foot into a life that's not yours and I I don't know I was reading through these notes that I made and I think an interesting one as well 
that I hadn't thought of before starting this episode was immersing yourself in a new culture in terms of trying to open your mind and kind of broaden your horizon in terms of how people deal with emotions and situations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because personal I opinion, like that point a lot. But I feel like somewhere in science, they have to have done studies on this. And now I'm curious and I want to look it up. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that point, though. I hadn't thought of the reading thing either. But I agree with you. Like the more ways that you can find to just open your mind up, and open your feelings up and your heart up a little bit, just the more open you're going to be to listening about other people's emotions and trying to like understand just, Mm -hmm. I think the want to understand and like you being approachable and willing to listen. And honestly, practice makes perfect with Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And Actually, I won't say perfect. Just, you know, practice makes improvement, essentially. Yeah. And ask questions because I'm mm-hmm. also thinking maybe in a lot of situations we people don't express their emotions to each other much. I mean, like we're lucky to have a friendship where we do or relationships where we are able to do that. Um, but maybe some people don't have close relationships like that where they feel comfortable or other people feel comfortable sharing emotions. So yeah, maybe learning to ask questions, like ask someone how they are actually and continue to ask questions if they're comfortable and you're comfortable. Um, and aside from that, like read books and stuff, but I don't know, it just takes time and yeah, but I don't know. Should I, I'm going to break down this list into the steps that we name pretty much. So, okay. Okay. So to become a more emotionally intelligent person, one, have an open mind. Mm-hmm. Two, take responsibility for your emotions. Yes. Three, put a name to your emotions, observe them, feel them. Don't discriminate against them. They're neither bad nor good. Um, be easy with yourself if you behave in a way that you don't really like. Take it as a lesson, learn from it, improve next time. Love it. Um, observe others either through traveling, just your day-to-day asking questions, reading books. Um, again, all of this while having an open mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, stop and think before you act. Create a space between feeling your emotion, naming your emotion, and then what you do next. Following that, mm-hmm. take a moment to consciously make an effort to make an intentional decision on what you are going to do make it more Um, intentional exactly do not invalidate other people's emotions (laughs) that I cannot stress that enough like hit it home it really gets me going that one um do we have any other tips I think the mood oh yeah yeah um figure out a way to document your moods if that is something that appeals to you Um, whether it be artsy or, you know, sticky notes on your wall or whatever, um, find a way that works for you to document it and see if you can do it for a week and then see if you can do it for a month, maybe, and just notice the trends. And I mean, if you're all happy faces, like bomb, but also maybe think about that too. Cause, (laughs) cause is that you like, is that you First of all, are you lying to yourself? But also, 
are you like pushing your negative feelings in the back? Cause that's not good either. So I just feel like visually seeing those trends could be really helpful for those of you that are interested. And I will also hammer home. Do not invalidate other people's feelings. I will say that in another way too, because my dad used to give me this piece of advice and I never, ever forget it ever. And I tell people, especially my friends, this all the time, never apologize for your feelings. Even though Kirsten and I say sorry 20 million times a day. Um, actually, Giuliano's started calling me out on that all the time. So that's good. <laughs> good. But my dad always says, never apologize for your feelings. And that's basically another way of saying all your feelings are valid. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean if you're reacting immediately and it's irrational that that is in turn valid. But if you're, if you're giving that space between those two things, just like Kirsten was saying, generally your reaction will be valid if you give it that space. But again, your feelings do not make your rational decisions valid. So to hit that home, I think we're done with that, (laughs) but (laughs) I feel like this can get to be a confusing topic sometimes and people Mm -hmm. can like take their feelings and just like be shitty about it and feel like I'm allowed to do this because my feeling is right. You know what I mean? Oh, some days I totally feel that way. I'm like, you hurt me. So now I have every right to be a little (laughs) sass pot to you. I don't give a shit. So there's, yeah. I think we all have those days though. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. I mean, there's also days where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just pissed off. That's it. That's the whole mood. That's the whole day. I don't want to hear anything otherwise. And sometimes you just want to be mad. Like you just want, you're just mad. You're like, I'm pissed. I'm adopting this and I'm having a bad day. I I get to have a bad day. (laughs) That's where you, you know, you talk to your friend and you're like, Hey, what do you need? They're like, dude, I just need you to be pissed with me. Like, even if it's you, you're pissed for 10 minutes and then you go about your day. I just need someone to be pissed with me for a second. Mm -hmm. And then you do it. And then generally you move on from it. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you're like telling someone a story of something that happened and you're just like really upset and they come in and they're like, oh, well, you should really see it from that person's perspective. And you're like, that's not what I need right now. Like, I know I should do that, but I don't want to. I want you to hate them with me. That's we just toxic that? positivity. That is listen to our toxic positivity episode after this one, after you catch up. Um, I don't remember what number it is, but that's also a great episode. We had a lot of fun recording that. Yeah. So essentially read the room. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> react accordingly. <laughs> read the room. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think that's all that I had to say. Do you have any more points that you want to hammer home? Cause I'll just keep babbling. No, I think that was a well-rounded, emotionally intelligent (laughs) episode. (laughs) Maybe we'll improve our emotional intelligence after this. I know what I need to work on. I'll say that. Same. Yeah. Yeah. But we would love to hear what you guys are working on in terms of emotional intelligence. Have you heard of it before? Is it something you're really passionate about? Did something strike a chord with you? Kirsten's dancing now. (laughs) Um, we just want to hear from you guys. So hit us up in the DMS. We'd love to hear your responses or respond to our stories, which you guys have been so good at lately, by the way, it's been a lot of fun. 
And obviously you can check us out at hello next level pod on Instagram to do all of those things. And thanks for hanging out this week. See you next week. Actually, no, we'll see you on Sunday. Cause yeah. Yeah. We'll see you Sunday. I'll be 25. Peace out. Yeah. So, okay. Everyone, if you didn't, well, it's yesterday now, yesterday was Taylor's birthday. So if you didn't wish her a happy birthday, <laughs> I'm canceling you personally. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, okay, also, anyway. I would like to say I'm manifesting this really quick by Sunday. By the time this comes out, we will have hit 500 followers. I'm manifesting it right now. Cause I'm pretty sure we're like one off. Oh my gosh. I'm going to look right now. Oh my, god. Um, oh my god i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking oh we're two off all right okay by sunday or by my birthday we will have had 500 followers so i want to preemptively thank everyone because yeah, that's freaking awesome and on top of that we hit over a thousand listens on anchor podcasts which is super super cool too you guys are listening and you're loving it and we love you guys and it's been so much fun already and I'm pretty sure it's been six months since we released the podcast almost officially so happy six months happy 25th birthday 500 followers a thousand listens this is crazy yeah okay happy birthday taylor um yesterday this is me in the past telling the future you passed you happy birthday thank you and wow we're really going places with this podcast (laughs) so thank you guys for the support and the love and the hate and we'll see you when we see you yeah see ya bye